after 18 years, I'm kind of reintroducing myself back to the community. Oh, that's cool. I don't think though, uh, without the videos that I would have the progression. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Cause now people are starting to say, okay, Terry Mitro. Yep. Yep. Okay. I know who he is. Those have helped. Good morning and welcome to yet another episode of the Coffee with Jason podcast. Today, Jason is jamming with Terry Mitro. They'll be taking a look at the industry with fresh eyes, new attitudes, and a winning mindset. Settle down with your closer's coffee and get ready to score some great insights with your host, Jason Harris. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. For freshly brewed discussion on automotive sales and marketing, this is Coffee with Jason. The Coffee with Jason podcast is sponsored by Closer's Coffee. For that full-bodied, rich, sweet flavor with a bright acidity. Drink Closer's Coffee, stay caffeinated, and keep on closing. Find out more at closerscoffee.ca. Hey, hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here with Digital Dealership Solutions. Hey, thanks for joining me on another episode of Coffee with Jason. Today, I have my guest, Terry. Terry, if you could uh, just give us uh, a quick intro, kind of who you are and where you're at and who you work for, and we'll just go ahead and get started. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Uh, My name is Terry Mitro, born and raised in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. And I spent my first 18 years here and then uh, left uh, after graduation, played hockey in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And I just got back to town about two and a half years ago after spending 18 years in Old West in Montana. Uh, came back to work at Lake Superior State University doing their strength conditioning um, with their hockey program up there. And uh, then I met this wonderful woman and her dad happens to own a, a Buick GM Chevy dealership here in town. And uh, I'm starting to get my feet wet in the sales industry and I really like it a lot. So you got sucked into the industry by marriage. Yep. <laughs> did, did you know that was going to happen when you signed on the dotted line? No. And actually she didn't know that either. Yeah. She had no clue. I actually uh, found an indeed uh, application that they needed a sales guy. I filled it out. She didn't know anything about it. Two days later, her brother called me. <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay. So wait a second. I can get this straight. So you applied for a job at your father-in-law's dealership. Yeah. And didn't even didn't put one we didn't put one together. <laughs> they did. They well, did well, they he knew, <laughs> like like yeah, her brother knew, but she had no idea. Like we thought we we're gonna have this whole month of August off. To she's a teacher, so she has summers off. We thought we'd go to Quamanon Falls, the wineries down in Petoskey. Just that <laughs> the other thing. All of a sudden, I go, sorry, baby, uh, our summer just got caught short. Your dad wants me to report Monday morning. <laughs> So when you saw the Indeed ad, were you just like, was it kind of funny? You were like, okay, I'm going to apply for this. It'll be yeah. kind of fun. This is awesome. So I'm going to see what I can do. You know, I kind of needed a job at the time. So yeah, it all kind of worked out. That's so cool. And, and Terry, one of the reasons I want to jam with you today is, is because you're new to the industry. And, you know, we were kind of talking about it earlier before we started this podcast. But, um, you know, I, I think for a lot of us, we're in, we've been in the industry for such a long time that I don't want to use the word jaded, but I guess we're just so accustomed to seeing certain things that we don't really kind of 
think of it from a different perspective, right? Because it's just, it's in front of us all the time. So, you know, you've spent a tremendous amount of, in, in time in hockey and, you know, training people and developing people and coaching people. And, and the importance of a team is just just huge. I mean, you just, you, you live and die by the team, right? So I, I'm curious, you've been in the industry now for about what, four, four to eight months, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what, do, what, do, what do you seen so far? What, 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 what surprised you? Let's do this. Let, give me two things that surprised you in a good way. And then two things you were kind of like, oh crap, we still do that. Uh, probably the first one that I've noticed though, it's uh, super competitive. Yep. You know, um, you thought hockey was competitive. Yeah, this is, and, and this is good for me too, though, because you're right. It, it, you know, if you come from a sports background, this kind of goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is, though, Jason, I found out with with the town, um, and with a lot of internet shopping. Mm, okay. You got to try to sell yourself and try to sell your product as best you can. What was, did that surprise you a little bit? Did, did you kind of assume like most people will just kind of walk into the dealership and do their research and shopping there? Well, that's what I thought. Cause that's what I always did as a customer. Yeah. You know, okay, it's time to buy a car. Let's go. You know, well, it, And I think that's cool because you know what? Uh, uh, a, a lot of people will say that, but then they say, you know what? But it's different in small towns. It's different small towns. For everyone out there listening and watching, tell me how many people live in your town. Uh, in the city itself, 14,000. The area, 30 grand. That's it. See, see, so it's, it's not a, a huge area. So it doesn't matter if you're uh, a downtown metropolitan area or if, or if you're out in a small town, people are still doing their shopping and researching online. So now what are two things that uh, you were kind of mm, surprised that we were still doing or like, wow, is that really a good thing to do? What were maybe two negative things you were taken back by? Um... Gosh, that's a good question. Um, probably the most popular vehicles as far as Chippewa County, our county, um, the, the popularity of the vehicles that we sell. So basically like Equinoxes. Yep. All-wheel drive. You know, it's an affordable SUV. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be considered our number one seller here in this town where I thought maybe trucks would be. Okay. So, yeah, that's probably number one. Um, the other thing is, uh, which is actually kind of cool. Cause did you know, actually just, just in the last couple of years, SUVs are now going to outsell trucks yeah. and that hasn't been the case for a real long time. Absolutely. Yep. What other thing, what other thing were you kind of surprised about when you got into the business? Um, again, just how much, uh, how much video time and, and how much telephone time that uh, you actually have to put in to get people through the door. Okay, cool. So, yeah. so, so give me an example of that. I think, uh, I think some of these vehicles now, the technology is off the charts. Mm-hmm. But agree. as a salesman, salesperson, if I don't sit in a car and try to figure things out on a daily basis, the customer actually can come in and know more about the car than what we do. Yeah, you know what? That has been a phrase that's been used a lot in our industry. And it's actually something that kind of rubs me the wrong way, to be honest with you, right? Um, you know, because really, what other profession would that be an acceptable thing, to, you know, to say? 
that the customer knows more about the product than I do. You know, it's like, um, you know, I, I work and deal with a lot of young sales professionals and it, it's something that I find actually consistently that they, that they say, and it's just like, well, then I just kind of ask the question like, like why? I mean, we really do to your point though, we, we do have to spend a, a fair amount of time educating ourselves on the technology of the cars, but only the technology and also the, the competitive, the competitive segment of those cars, so other cars that the customer may be shopping or researching. You know, I, I would agree with you. I think at this point in time in our industry, it is more important now than it has ever been for a sales professional to really know their shit. Like they got to know their product. Absolutely. And there's such a wide, wide range of uh, trim levels that, uh, you know, for our area, the Yukon Denali really doesn't go like hotcakes. You still got to know that Yukon Denali inside and out. You know, mm-hmm. a lot more, there's a lot more buttons and gadgets and something like that than there would be in a, let's say, uh, a terrain, you know, for instance, or something like that. So, I mean, you got to know, you got to bounce from vehicle to vehicle for sure. Yeah, you definitely have to know your product. Yeah. So no, I, I'm curious because you spend a lot of time in professional sports and I think there is a lot of um, uh, correlation and actually there are a lot of similarities in professional sports than actually the way that we should probably operate um, and develop out our team um, and our dealership. So have you seen some similarities between your, your background in sports and the dealership? You know, I have, but it's probably from a more of a personal journey than than actually playing, let's say. Okay. Uh, everything that sports has taught me, you know, working hard, um, mm. proactive, because um, everything that you do as an athlete on the side, extra. Mm-hmm. All that preparation, right? That propels for, they, for that game time, right? All that well, preparation. You're, you're exactly right. Um, that propels you to stay a step ahead of not only your sales team, but also again, you know, staying ahead of your customers coming through the door. So having that inner drive to always want to be better and to get educated, Mm -hmm. work hard, all that comes from an athletic background, which is great, you know, which, which I like then again with, with the sales industry. And, and, and I find, and I find that actually to be a, kind of a great analogy, right? I mean, when you think about it, the, you know, this, when we come into the dealership and a customer walks through the door, it's game time. You know, like everything that I have trained on every, every piece of information that I've, I've learned, you know, like I got to put all of this together. The buzzard's gone off. I got to go. I need to hit the ice. I got to hit the sales floor. All right. And I, I, it, it's game time. I can't, you know, there's not going to be enough customers through the door that when my opportunity is there, I got to take advantage of the opportunity. And when, when you got the puck, you got to run with it. Like there's just, you got to be ready, you know? So I, I, would, I would agree with you. I, I don't see, you know what? I don't see actually enough of that going on in our industry. I don't see enough of this. I would say this mental, uh, this physical preparation for that, you know, when someone walks through that door, it is like, it's go time. Yep. And, and I see that you probably can bring a lot to that. Just, just 
it's just that's just how you operate, right? You just mm-hmm. that's what you've known for such for such a long period of time. Now, ha- have you seen the difference between certain salespeople that embrace that mentality and the ones that don't? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a wide range, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Now, like, I I would love to because like I mean it is about mental m- mental preparation, right? Um, and it's not just it, it, part of it's education, understanding the product, right? And then you know, of course, an, another part of it is just you know literally getting yourself in that frame of mind, right? Um, you, you know, you can't let you know, whatever happened that day or the argument you had with your wife or the, or the crap that you dealt with hours before bug you. I mean, you have to, as a professional athlete, when you get on the ice, you got to leave all of that kind of at the door, right? You don't want to bring any of that kind of into your, into your space. You know, it, now I, when you were playing sports, was there anything that you did in particular to kind of get yourself prepped like that before you hit the ice or what you coached on? Oh yeah. Like, you know, um, as far as me being a goaltender, I mean, everything's visual. Mm. I mean, it's just mental vision, you know, um, which is going to give you that, uh, you know, again, that, uh, preparation to, again, you know, focus. And like you said, just try to put that smile on your face to, you know, make yourself presentable. Um, people like that. I think people feed off that. I mean, like I say, I mean, we have winter up here nine months out of the year. Um, <laughs> least you can do is bring a smile to the showroom, you know? I mean, otherwise it's, you know, it's, people think it's quite gloomy. <laughs> you know? well, so, yeah. That's actually a really good point. I mean, again, you know, uh, kind of going back to that analogy of sports team and how our, our sales team works is that I'm, I'm sure you've experienced it before when you have a player that, comes onto the team and there's just this level of negativity and they're just, they're not bringing it. It, it, it can get infectious pretty quick. Right. Absolutely. Yep. So when, when you had, um, you know, what would you do when you had maybe another player or, or someone you may have been coaching or working with, um, you know, have that kind of, I don't know, that rough or that bad day or just that they're bringing the negativity to the, you know, you know, to the game, what, what would you normally do? You really, you got to almost counter that with just glass half full and be, be positive. You know, sit them down. If you need, you know, somebody to talk with about the issue that's going on, mm-hmm. you know, but just like you say, just pat them on the back and, you know, give them positive reinforcement and hopefully he comes out of it, you know. But, uh, but generally, um, the more your players see the coach, with uh, a great outlook on life, mm-hmm. to come around. It might not be today or tomorrow, but eventually, you know, that player will end up changing his mind and his attitude. And I think that I think that's a great example. And um, is that you know, as managers, you know, we are the coach. We're we're we're, we're coach. You know, and you know, we have to lead by example. All right. If if we're having a bad day or we're bringing something, you know, to the showroom it's infectious to our entire team. So it is, it, it's going to hinder ourselves. It's going to hinder their abilities. And, you know, we have to continue to motivate ourselves floor. We got to be that coach. Here's what I find in our industry is that we do a, a pretty damn decent job of training our sales team on the activities that are required to complete a sale, right. Or to service a car. 
we don't do a whole hell of a lot of coaching though. You know, like we don't really kind of identify you know, individuals and work and develop them on an individual level, but really just kind of focus on, on, on the team level. You know, the other thing I find also kind of um, interesting that is consistent in all professional sports, but for some reason we really kind of struggle in the automotive industry is the measurable efforts. I mean, you were measured on everything, right? I mean, everything you did on that ice, they yep. measured. So, uh, you know, I'm not a big hockey player, so I actually kind of want to know what, what are some of the measurable efforts that are real common in hockey? Speeding. What is it? Speeding. You won. Okay, explain that one to me. Well, you got to be a great skater in today's game, today's hockey game. Um, speed is a big factor with, with hockey right now. Okay. Um, puck possession is measurable. I mean, the, the more that you have the puck on your stick as a team, yep. chances are you're going to win. And, so, and also defensive zone. you okay. got to be tough in your D zone. Because if you're tough and you show extreme effort in the D zone, chances are the other team won't score. So those are probably the three. You know, that, I would that kind of translates over to the automotive space as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, speed, especially I think today with customers, um, is something that they're looking for. I don't necessarily think the customer wants to come in for a six-hour transaction, right? Correct. Exactly um, right. You know, they have done, it's not like when, when I started in the industry that, you know, we were the gatekeepers of information. So, therefore, people had to come to us. And it could take six hours because they did majority of their shopping and researching at the dealership, okay? Yep. That's not the case anymore. To your point, you kind of said earlier, right? That uh, people are coming in uh, very well educated about the product. They've done a lot of their shopping online. They've done a lot of their research online. So, you know, I think it's very safe to say that when customers are coming in, they're looking for, I, I'm not gonna say a super speedy process, but, it, but, but a process that does kind of lean being a little quicker than what it has been in the past. Do you find that customers are looking to kind of, I wanna do this a little faster? We've gotten a lot of compliments on how okay. we do things here as far as what you're talking about exactly. Um, and then as far as myself, like you said, though, like if, if I know a person is coming in at one o'clock for a test drive, I already have the plate and the car warming up probably 15 minutes before they even get here. See, there you go. All Just about so preparation. Sit, you know, in the back 40 when they get here, you know, and it's, you know what I'm saying? It's just extra yeah. time, extra time. Yeah. And then, I, I mean, I kind of think of like, you know, you know, puck pos uh, possession, right? You know, or, you know, so it's like, we want the customers to feel in control, but we still need to give them some direction, right? Like, you know, we don't want to force them down our series of, uh, of processes, but at the same time, you know, if we're going to assist in making this kind of a speedier process, we do need to give it a bit of direction and no different than how we move the puck from one side of, of, of the ring to the other side of the ring. There's a strategic, there's a strategy behind that. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see, are, do you see some similarities and strategies that are in professional sports or hockey in particular and the strategies that you're seeing on the floor right now? Oh, like you say, it's, it's probably one of the things that's really driving me in this industry of that reason you know it's 
somebody comes in and you know, like you say, SUV, car, truck. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's three clues right there. Okay. SUV. Okay. Got, got some options over here. Used. Got some options over here. You gotta, you gotta know the direction to guide them in, you know, and then it makes that process that, that much more efficient, you know, so, yeah, because I mean, look, we have to look, we have to hand the puck over. We have to, you know, it's like the sales done. The manager's got it. There's a handover to the manager. There's a handover to the F&I department. And, you know, we don't want this to feel clunky and, you know, we want this to be smooth, right? I mean, well, a well-oiled team, a hockey team can move that puck from one side of the ring down to the other a very smooth, flawless way. And, and I feel like with dealerships, we don't spend enough time kind of mapping out how we're moving that puck from one side of the ring to the other, you know, and, and, and what team members need to be in what place to do so. It's, you know, if, if you think of kind of the traditional, you know, sales format, there's these huge valleys and there's huge lulls of, of, a, of energy and, and excitement. And it's like, you know, it's like, come back from the test drive. Okay. You know, Mr. Customer, please just go ahead and sit in this, that seat for a little bit. I'm going to disappear for 10 minutes into that magic office back there called the sales manager's office. All right. I'm going to be back there for about maybe between five to 10 minutes. You won't know what the hell I'm talking about by any means whatsoever. I'm going to come out with a piece of paper um, that will have uh, little to almost no explanation of how the hell I actually achieved these numbers. And then I'm, and then I'm assumed to try to like build that off. Right now. Now, look, I know there are, some dealerships that are much better than that. That's kind of, that's a general statement. I'm not saying you guys do that, but I mean, it's this, this, I'm just identifying these huge valleys and these huge mountains. It just, it kind of gets a little crazy, right? So uh, it's cool. It's cool that you're able to see that you have this experience in hockey and that you're able to, you know, kind of see how a lot of those strategies can correlate with, with our space, you know, is there, um, you know, being in the industry for four months, you know, I, I understand that you're still consuming and learning and wanting to, you know, add more to your, your arsenal, your education. Um, is, is there anything that maybe I can help with anything I can assist with? I think so. Jason, you probably heard the term before too, but, uh, what do you do about the tire kicker? The tire kicker? Yeah. How do you... <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with a tire kicker? That's a good one, right? Yeah, how, do you, um, how, do you, how do you sit gosh. him down eventually? And <laughs> I, remember, I remember the first time I heard that terminology. Here's one thing that I'll find in our industry is that um, we, we, we have very funny sayings. Um, we, yeah. we, our usage of three-letter acronyms are, are, are insane. Um, our usage of four-letter words are quite high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's like tire kicker, um, ups. Um, yep. you know, uh, what is something it's just, there's so many different funny terminologies that as an industry we've come up with. So I, I think you got to think of it at the, in the beginning is it's just kind of what is a tire kicker in the first place. Yeah. Right? And you know, a, a tire kicker is, is someone that does have some interest. Otherwise they wouldn't be kicking the tire. Right. That's the way I've always looked at it. Right. People have always kind of looking at it in kind of a negative way. Oh, it's just a tire kicker. Yeah. <laughs> what? You know what? It, it's it's a hell of a lot better. A tire, I would take a tire kicker over over just sitting there staring out the window. Oh yeah. There, every single tire kicker has some small or larger level of interest in whatever that product is. So you know, I I'll tell you what. I have had, 
I have made it my goal when I was in sales, all right, to to really bring that experience and um, my dedication to want to serve another person uh, and my education and understanding about the product to every single customer consistently. See, same thing in sports, right? It's it is your consistent efforts that bring you those results, right? When I mean, you know this, right? When players are inconsistent, right? Their results are also inconsistent. So our efforts need to be consistent no matter what kind of customer it is. Now, I've done this and what I, the way I look at it is like, look, they may not be buying a car today. In fact, they may not even be ever buying a car, ever, right? They're just one of those individuals that like to kick tires physically, just kick tires. Um, <laughs> but what I can do is I can turn that person into an ambassador for me. Okay. I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to give them the experience that I give every single one of my clients out there, no matter who it is. All right. And, and I've had this where I've, I've done this with tire kickers, but I've now them turned them into personal ambassadors for me. So that when they're at work and they're standing around the water cooler, all right, and somebody says, oh, you know what, I think i got to replace that family minivan. I'm thinking about going in with an SUV or something. Then that, that tire kicker will go, you know what, I know a guy. I had this amazing experience with this guy. You know, his name was Terry. Super cool guy. Uh, he, you know, the, he showed me the Chevy Equinox. It was absolutely amazing. You know, you know what, let me give you his contact information. You should reach out to him. So I think what it is is that, you know, um, salespeople have to not look at customers as transactions, but look at them as relationships. Great point. Great point. And relationships can just develop. They just develop over time. And, you know, even if I, mean, I can look at it the same way as like when I was dating, you know, I was like, I might, the, the girl I was talking to at the bar may not be the one I go on the date with, but hey, you know, uh, she's going to have a positive experience with me. She's going to tell her friends. So when I go back over there to talk to the entire group, right, you know, they're going to be like, hey, this guy was actually pretty nice. That's right. So I think when it comes to tire kickers, that's what I would say is that no, no different than what you have done in hockey is that your efforts should always be consistent. Therefore, your results will always be consistent. Don't get jaded by the other guys. Like just ignore them. Right. I mean, you're, you're going to, you're going to play, you're playing your game and they may not be at the same level as you're going to play because you have that, you have that built in ability and that built in experience to play the game consistently. So I, I would push you, don't let anybody else, JG, just keep being consistent in those efforts. That's Thank a good you. one. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get, give me an example of a tire kicker? Did you have one recently? You got a few in town. <laughs> you got a few, or they're consistent. <laughs> they consistently come in to kick tires? But, but you're right, though, too. And <laughs> every one of them, I've had a pretty positive experience just again letting them get to know me and me getting to know them and you know always think you know positive and don't worry if they leave and go back home and because you know the famous saying is usually uh yeah i want to drive that uh two-wheel drive chevy terry we take a camper to florida every every winter um <laughs> but the wife never comes in you know and uh then of by course the time you go through the whole process you, well I just got to go home and talk to the wife and then you won't see him for another six months. (laughs) No, that'll happen. But the cool thing is what he's going to do during those six months. Yeah. Did you leave enough of a positive impression 
that even though it may take him six months, it may take him six years yeah. to buy a car. In fact, actually, I do have a customer on a Dodge Challenger that took six years to sell. I'm serious. It took six. Yeah. No, it was yeah, Challenger. Yeah, yeah, six years to sell. Right. Uh, this this particular guy had been coming into his name was Steve. In fact, actually, you know what's funny? Me and Steve are still connected online. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had started working with this Chrysler dealership, and uh, this gentleman came in for a coffee, and everyone was just like, I could saw the I saw the whole showroom just disappear. I'm like, where the hell did everybody go? And I go back to the sales manager's office, and sure enough, like everybody's standing. I'm like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, oh, Steve's here. He's getting his weekly coffee. Just just ignore him. I'm like, well, who the hell is Steve? Well, Steve's, Steve's been coming here for like years. And just he comes in, talks about a challenger every single week, never has bought one. Okay, well, I'll go talk to Steve. I mean, I got nothing better to do, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think of it like this way, similar to hockey, right? If you want to be the best player in hockey, you need as much um, ice time as humanly possible. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Right? Like any chance you get on, any chance you get to get on the ice, you take it. I see people wake up at 4 a.m. so they can get ice time. And I'm just like, that kind of blows my mind. I, there's, <laughs> yeah. Hockey's not necessarily my game, baseball is, um, but I appreciate the dedication in a huge way. And I'm just like, 4 a.m. to go get ice time? Like, geez, okay. Um, so it's the same way. Like, any chance you get to talk to somebody, it's just – time on the ice. It, it's yeah. time that you get to practice your craft or try something new or something along that line. So of course I went and talked to Steve and I ended up talking to Steve, I think every week for three months. Okay. And at this point now, this guy was about five or six years into, into it. Right. I had just come in towards the tail end of it. Uh, one week he comes in, his head's just down. I'm like, Steve, what's up? And he'd always sit down on my desk. And if I was with someone who was very professional, he would wait. He would wait for me. I said, Steve, I'm just a little busy. Can I, can, can I, can we wait a little bit? Absolutely. I'll just hang out. And he would sit down on my desk and uh, he came in and goes, Jason, I got some bad news. I said, what happened? He goes, well, my, uh, my grandfather passed away. Oh man, that sucks, Steve. That's horrible. Uh, yeah, it has, it's really rough, but um, you know what? There, there's a positive part that came out of that. I said, well, what is that? He goes, well, he left me some inheritance. I was like, no shit. I, mean, yeah. I looked at Steve. I said, Steve, is this the day? Like, are, are we doing this? Is this, is this the day? He goes, yeah, this is the day. We go right out to the lot. We grab this purple. I remember it was purple, a purple SRT8 Challenger and buys it on the spot. No, 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 just nothing. There was, there was no, there was just like, I want that one, Jason. Can you write it up? That, that was it. There was, there was no negotiations. There was no talking. There was just, there was just like the day, the day had finally come. Um, no, no, no. That may have never happened. I, the day may have never come. That was a, that was a great story because that actually it did happen. And we were, I was able to sell my car. Um, but, but at the end of the day, I still looked at it as an opportunity just to have ice time and continue to work on my craft. So embrace, embrace those, uh, those tire kickers. Absolutely. No, good point. Thank you. It, yeah. they, they love talking to other tire kickers too. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else, what else have you been running into being new in the business? Gosh, um, God, just a whirlwind of stuff, you know, of 
can't really pinpoint anything. Well, I'll give you one. How are you doing with building your personal brand? You're four months into the business. So you, you don't have a database of customers to work off of. All right. So there's only going to be so many new customers coming in through the door. Right. So what are you doing right now to, to create your own funnel of individuals? Basically, Terry's tips of the day. I love those Terry's tips of the day, by the way. I do one every day. You know, yeah. I, I, tr- I try to uh, either, you know, spotlight a video or I mean a, a vehicle, you know, um, to do a walk around to show people what we have on the lot that maybe mm-hmm. are not going to come in. They're in the area. Um, they're on Facebook or show the latest and greatest new technology and like say if you've got a heavy duty coming in pickup truck and you know how many cameras are on it and how to work them and the views and you know things yeah, like I saw, that. I saw your last one was it was with the radio you were talking about just kind of the backup camera options and cool features yeah. that were in yeah. it. It was it was well done. How are those going by the way? <laughs> Actually um, very well received Jason, because uh, my wife and I, before we got married, went down to the courthouse to get our uh, marriage license. And the clerk yelled out my name. Um, Terry Mitro, come to the front. There was a, three girls standing behind me. And they said, you're Terry Mitro? And I said, yeah. <laughs> follow your tips of the day every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, though. You know, I, <laughs> you know, but that, that's, um, that's a really good point. You don't actually ever know who's watching. You know, I got caught the I, I I got caught the other day. Someone walked right up to me. And goes, you don't know who I am, but I've been watching your stuff for years, and I absolutely love what you do. And it's like I w- I went back to look up their name, see we've been connected for a long time. Never once engaged with a single piece of my content, not once, not 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 even one time, right? But she was able to name off multiple pieces. Of, oh, I love when you did this. And when you talk to that person, I was like, holy crap. So you, you don't actually know who's ever watching. So, you know, um, I think what you've done so far as literally just getting into the routine because coming from your background, I'm sure you clearly embrace routine <laughs> um, is, is creating that content. Now, where are you distributing that content? I've seen you on LinkedIn. Where else are you at? Facebook. Okay. So it's LinkedIn and Facebook's where you're finding, right? Where are you finding the most amount of engagement? Probably Facebook. Okay. And, well, and that, you know what helps though, Jason, too, though, quite a bit is, again, um, went all the way through school here in Sault Ste. Marie, uh, Michigan. <laughs> and, again, hockey is a big part of the town. Yes. My family is a big hockey family. Um, but leaving for 18 years, now, now, this is the important thing. Now, I'm, after 18 years, I'm kind of reintroducing myself back to the community. Oh, that's cool. I don't think though, uh, without the videos, that I would have the progression. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because now people are starting to say, "Okay, Terry Mitro, yep, yep, okay, I know who he is." <laughs> Those have helped in that area, and also um, I have to give like a shout out to two people. You know the one, Jeff over in Sioux, Ontario. Jeff's awesome. <laughs> he he really helped me. Yeah, he, he pushed you. That's good. Yeah, he pointed me in the right direction. And then uh, Maxine Anderson, who's with uh, uh, Smith Smith and Company Real Estate, 
Okay, cool. She's she was she's also been a big mentor with all the social media stuff because she does it too with homes. So those two people have really steered me in the right direction, um, and it has helped tremendously. So, so Terry, how many videos have you done so far? Boy, um, one a day. Yep. Um, for a year. So wow, you've done over three hundred sixty, yep. almost three hundred sixty-five yep. videos, right? Yep. So I'm not just, that, I'm not, I'm not no, 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 no. I actually want to make that a point, right? To, to yeah. people that are watching or listening to this, right? Yeah, Is I don't that want to people too, though, Jason, too. Um, don't, because again, I had a hard time jumping in a car. It took about probably five to six takes. The first time you did it? Do one video. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, the first, the first video you, you did, did you post it? I did. See, there we go. See, I, I think that's the most important part, right? That's, that's probably the most important video. Once yeah. you get past the first one, the next one gets a little easier. Yeah. You but, know. you know, see, it, it must have came a little more natural to you just because, you know, um, being comfortable with uncomfortable, you know, you have to do that in sports a lot, right? Cool. It's just something you have to do. Uh, so, so I mean, is, do you feel like that's something that, you know, when you made the decision to start shooting video, that that was a big part of it, just knowing that it's going, it was going to be uncomfortable? Hey, what, though? I mean, you're, you're, you're hitting on all cylinders with this stuff because uh, even as a goalie, you're always uncomfortable. <laughs> and you know when the time's ticking down, that you got to perform mm -hmm. and again it might not be the best performance but it could be the best performance of the night too but same with the videos i mean hey it's showtime here we go you know if it's good great if it's not so good fine but at least it's out there people might get a chuckle yep anything you know and i've got i've got a lot of that too though terry we we love it we love your accent you love the way you talk, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, well, because it's, it's authentic. There's passion in it. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's not, you're, you're not, look, Terry, you, you know, and, and Jeff does such an amazing job at this too, is that, you know, you're not being a persona, right? The, what we're seeing in the video is the same Terry that I get in person. There's, there's not these two different Terry's, you know, and, and, and customers, no matter what the content matter is, I mean, you could be talking about uh, travel, you could be talking about sports, you could be talking, it's authentic, it's you, that's just who you are. And that's how people can relate. The other so, thing is too, Jason mm -hmm. is, uh, I've gotten people too, past customers that get into a vehicle, and uh, they might be in the older generation. Yep not too familiar they feel comfortable enough even to like say message me terry can you do a video on this i'm having a hard time working this in my car can you do yep. a video on that absolutely you know and that might mean that might be my idea for the day is just get on that so yeah so you, you're, you're, you're taking those real-time kind of experiences real-time conversations and saying if someone's asking a question about this i should be putting content out about yeah. it that, that's a great strategy Again, you, you, you found kind of a strategy there. It's like, well, if someone's asking that question, I should answer the question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool because you're also learning about all the products. So it's kind of like we get to learn about the products. We get to learn about the technology, but we get to learn it through 
Terry's eyes. And, and, and Terry's got a passion and authenticity. And, 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 and Terry, you're new to the industry. It doesn't come off as, I don't think you've ever once kind of come off as like, I'm the professional and you've got to listen to me. It's more like, hey guys, check this out. I yeah. just I just found this out myself and this is pretty badass. Like, take a look, you know? Yeah, exactly. But yep. I, I think what it is is for people out there, and I encourage everyone, check out Terry on, uh, Terry on LinkedIn. You got to check out Terry's Facebook page uh, and, and, and watch through his videos. And just, you know, it's the routine. I mean, I keep going back to it, but it's just so insanely important. I mean, I see people that get into this and after the 10th video, they're like, nah, I didn't do anything for me. I'm done. You're, you're over 360 videos into it. Yeah. Like, you have no intention of slowing down or stopping. You know? It's actually, it's got, it's actually kind of my go-to. I mean, people actually kind of know me now after being like, you know, eight months into sales is, you know, Terry does this thing and, you know, it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> you need to do it. <laughs> so, but, it but it's, it's cool because it, um, you know, in the past before social media, okay. Uh, for you to get that kind of awareness and for you to get that kind of attention, you had to spend years in the business to get in front of that many people. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, the, the fact that you can put a video out there and get, you know, several hundred views. All right. Well, for you to sit in front of several hundred people, you know, could take you months to yeah. get in front of that many people, but you get to do it daily. All right. A single shot. And, and that's what I'm trying to push people. Like people think they need to get into this and they're going to have, you know, a, a million followers. It's like, no, you don't need a million followers. You know, you just need that handful of people that actually give a crap about what you're watching. I don't care if it's 10 people watching or 10,000 people watching, you know, it, it only takes one to make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, when did you, cause you've been at this for a year. When did you really start to, <clears throat> excuse me, when did you um, start to really kind of feel the return on your investment? Like when, when did you like, what, was it a couple months in? Was it four months in? Was it last week? You know, when did you start to see that return on that time that you were investing in these daily tips? It would have been um, probably March, last March. Okay. That's when the momentum started to happen. Yeah. You know, so it took again. So August, September, October, November, December, January, probably six months. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, once I got more familiar with the product, once I got more comfortable with me actually doing them. Yep. And then, it, then you start talking to people in the community, in the area, you know, and you're getting some positive feedback from them. So, um, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, right around the end of winter, um, I took a vacation week to Florida, my family, and uh, that was probably my best month ever. It was right there. And then just now it's great, you know, great for me. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. Now, now, everyone out there that maybe hasn't watched any of your videos, <clears throat> um, the content's kind of evolved. So, you know, what um, right now, like the most amount of your videos is on what topic matter? You know, like, like I said, it's probably the, uh, the most popular vehicles for our area. It's okay. probably my number one focus. And then, and then for, you know, we're kind of a retirement community. Mm -hmm. So to dive into the settings of the vehicle, into that screen of your vehicle. Every, every, every car now has a backup camera. 
Yep. You know, and every car has Bluetooth. Uh, and um, a lot of safety features. To be able to dive into that screen to show people how to get in there and what does what is probably like my number one focus. You know, well, so you're trying to build your brand. Okay. Um, yeah. um, it is. And I'm curious, is that, is that kind of your intention? You, intention? Do you want to be known as Terry, the tech guy? Like if you got like, if like when it comes to GM products, you got a question, you got to ask Terry. Is, is that what the goal and objective is for you? I'm curious. You know, um, that word tech though, like the tech guru might be a little extreme right now at this point. But yeah. People, Basically, the uh, cliff note version, you know, to get them kind of going, that, that'd probably be, be me. <laughs> you yeah. know? Just well, I, th- I think what's cool is I would actually, what I, what I would push you to do is actually expand out some of your content from the vehicles to the dealership, to F&I, to warranties, to service. Um, look, I think the cool thing is, is, Terry, is that you're a very, very authentic person. You're just hairy at the end of the day. That's, it is what it is. You're getting what you're getting. Uh, it, either you like it or you don't like it. I don't really give a crap. It's just, I'm Terry, deal with it, you know? And, and I think that that resonates with a lot of individuals, right? Um, I, I think what is the, your biggest opportunity here is, is what I see as a consumer is that I get to learn about, uh, I get to learn about the products. Um, I, I want to be able to learn about the dealership. Um, the background of the dealership, the why you do it. I want to learn more about you, right? And and really kind of open that up so that people get to learn through your eyes. You know, the cool thing is that you're new to this industry. So you are on a, a path of discovery. And, you know, you kind of want to um, say, come along with me. You know, come along yeah. with me on this on this discovery path. Why, we, why, why I learn about extended warranties and uh, rust proofing and accessories and, you know, uh, the do's and don'ts of financing a car and why you should lease what versus why you should, why you shouldn't, you know, uh, when should you finance? When shouldn't you finance? Uh, you know, should I use a line of credit to buy my vehicle? I mean, I want to, the cool thing is that you haven't been in the business long enough to be jaded. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. So, so you, you know, it's just, you just have this amazing positive attitude and positive nature about all this stuff. And it, for me, it sounds exciting to want to learn about this, about this industry through you. Um, and it's one of the reasons I like to watch is because it's the energy, it's the excitement. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so I would push you to keep doing that. Um, it looks like our time is almost uh, up here. But before we do so, is there, was, is there anything that I can help with? A ton. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lay it on me. Just go ahead and start throwing, throwing me questions. What, what do you got for me? Um, I mean, like I said, there's just a lot of, like you say, you're, just, you're dealing with a lot of indi- individuals on a day-to-day yep. basis, a lot yep. of personalities, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I think what you've helped me with the most is, to let me stay true to me, don't just coming through the door. Yeah. You know, and um, give everybody a positive experience the best you can, you know, because it is about the experience, you know, at the end of the day, you know, and it should be a positive one. 
you know. And that is literally should be what your golden objective is. Look, yeah. if the byproduct of giving them a positive experience is you get to sell them a car, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's great, right? Yeah. But it shouldn't necessarily be your goal and objective. That goal and objective should to bring that positive experience. You know, I, I've actually, I have had a customer that never even bought a car from me. All right, they ended up buying it from another, they bought a different product. Uh, they needed more towing capabilities or whatever it was. I don't remember what it was, right? But, they ended up, but their experience with me was so positive that they've actually referred me customers over the years, yet they had never bought a car from me. You know, so I, I think salespeople have to stop looking at this at a transaction and look at this as that you're, you have this great opportunity to create a tremendous amount of relationships. Yep. And what you do with them is going to make the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. So, man, I keep pushing you to doing what you're doing. I love watching you. Keep putting out Terry's tips of the day. Yeah, um, you know, um, bring some more of the dealership in it, bring some more of you. in. I want to see, I want to see more of you and I want to hear more about that background. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more about the dealership and more about, you know, the, your local area. Cause I, I don't know anything about that, about your local area. It'd be great if I could, you could put some pieces out there, you know, showing me this and that in different areas. So keep, sure. keep doing what you're doing, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, for everybody out there that, are watching to this right now would love to connect with you what is the best way to connect with you probably uh just terry anthony mitro on my facebook page um and then linkedin and uh you know that's probably the, the you know the best and, then, and come see you at the dealership go ahead give us the information on the dealerships so people can look that up too oh, okay that's uh rodenroth motors in uh sault st marie michigan off three mile road mackinac trail yeah, you guys heard it here. If you're in that area and you're looking to buy a car, you need to go see my man, Terry. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jason. Hey, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it, Terry. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Made my day. Have thanks a great day. Fun. You too. We covered a bunch of great topics today. What stood out most to you? Be sure to let us know in the comment section below. And don't forget to like the post and share it to keep the conversation going. You can follow Jason on all social media platforms by following Strategy with Jason. You can find him pretty well everywhere you can share content. I hope we were able to get you thinking. And until the next time, this has been Nathan with Digital Dealership Solutions. Have a great day.